When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're live. Welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. You're so good at that. Do you, do you have a? Do you have the? A burp, 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 burp. Waka, waka, <laughs> bow. There it is. That's my in- input. Moments before I said, "Are you doing the intro?" I don't know the intro. He's like, "I don't know, I know the intro." I wanted to see if he. I wanted to see if he at least had the air horns in him tonight. But anyways. Uh, welcome back to the DJLA podcast. As always, we got myself, Rick. Uh, we got the dude with glasses, Eric, over there with the fancy glasses, if you listened to yeah. last time. And uh, tonight's guest, we have Cooper Brown. Bum, 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 bum. What's up, guys? What's up? Good to Brown. see you. Hey, I'm, Cooper. Uh, I'm glad we're chatting tonight. Cooper was uh, the most prepared podcast guest we've ever experienced. experienced. Um, ran into Cooper at DJC. Shout out, by the way. DJC was yeah, great. Yeah. You know, um, the funny part, before he came up to us and like had all these topics, we literally were like, the night before, we are like, you know, there's a lot of good people here. We should write these people down for the podcast. We're like, we should get Cooper. We should get, we list off a bunch of names. And then literally like the last day, Cooper's like, look at all these topics I have to talk yeah, about. We're like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> it was legit. Super legit. DJC was filled with some uh, just serious talent. You know, talent, smart people. Smart people, good thoughts, yeah. great ideas. Good vibes. Good vibes. Only. That's all Absolutely. I do. That's a t shirt on shop Yeah. Uh shout out. <laughs> but all right, anyways, so Cooper Brown. Who is Cooper Brown? Where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from Ventura County, uh, California. So I grew up in Southern California. Um, I now live in Lehigh, Utah, which is about thirty minutes south of Salt Lake City. Yep. And uh been DJing for thirteen years. If you uh, if you've ever been to one of these DJ conventions, you'll meet a handful of people from Utah, and I swear they're all like related. Not literally, but they are all like so close knit. Yeah. Uh, maybe not that Parker guy. Parker seems like he's different. He's not like because so he, he's like an EDM person or something. Uh-huh. Super cool dude. But other than him, all you got, anyways, whatever. Um, yeah, every, everyone's real tight. We have a really cool community, mm-hmm. and we all live like pretty close to each other because. Like 80% of the population lives on what's called the Wasatch Front. And so like a majority of the people here in Utah live within an hour and a half of Salt Lake. And so we're all pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. We drive. We, we cover like a five hour radius here. Um, so that's awesome to, to have it an hour and a half complete right to left. That's that's what's up. You're lucky. Yep. Um, cool. All right. So, uh, tell us about your company though. Single op, multi-op. What are you? I know what you are, but the world does. So, Let's go. yeah. So I, you can call me a multi-op, but honestly, I run my business as a single op. I, about two years ago, I had a DJ approach me who I met in Arkansas. Cause I did a, I did an internship out at the Walmart headquarters in Bentonville. And I met him there and he moved to Utah and we started chatting two years ago and I liked his vibe, liked the style. His name's Chase. And so I brought him on um as my dj and the reason why i did that is because i was moving into the high-end luxury market um with a very premium price and i had all of these people reaching out to me 
who had average budgets Mm -hmm. and I was just letting them go and losing that income. And so it worked perfect to have Chase serve that clientele. And then I serve the high-end luxury clientele. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, we are a multi-op. Honestly, if you look at my website, you're going to only see one photo of Chase and his name once. Mm -hmm. Everything else is me. My Instagram is all me. That's okay. And and that's how I operate. So I have no interest in really becoming a bigger multi-op because I also own a production company. And that is kind of what I put my focus into when it comes to scaling, hiring people, um, because that has the ability to generate a lot more revenue than bringing on more DJs. Yeah, yeah. What happens if you you get uh, a bunch of more leads with low budgets, though? Why not? Why not? It's true. I mean, I, I um, hear what you're saying, because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. you just said literally why. But yeah. leaving money on the table, if, if you didn't do it once, why, why do it now? That's a good question. I, I feel like if I found the right DJ who I totally trusted, like Chase literally between our booking manager and Chase, like leads come in and people book and links are sent, Vibo accounts are made, payments are made, and I'm, I'm not even involved at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so we now have a good process down. And so I feel like if I found the right DJ and he or she like walked into my life, I would probably bring them on, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not actively searching for someone. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's funny, like I feel like the majority of the DJs that work for me that truly worked out did kind of just walk in, you know, it like just kind of just the cards fell correctly or whatever the set, you know what I mean? Um, any, any that I was trying to forcefully obtain, exactly. Forcefully obtain, never worked out, wound up being a total money pit. Um, and just, you know, fucked off after however long. Um, it's probably just from a, they didn't have interest. They, they saw it as an opportunity to be a DJ, make money slat, not an opportunity to grow. Some were already DJs even, you know, and I guess that actually may have even been worse. It could Um, have been part of the problem. You never know. Yeah. DJs that are stuck in their ways, kind of not. So what's up unless they're good, but typically they're not, but Whatever. Okay. Well, that's yeah. great. Uh, so, yeah. uh, booking manager. Um, yeah, uh, that was an interesting. And that's not obviously that's not you. Uh, that's yeah. not him is it either. A part-time it's a person third or? employee. Yeah. So this is a part-time person. Uh, her name is Emily. She lives in Arizona, and she's a friend of my wife's from college. And like a year and a half ago, I feel like we all think we're great business owners because we we do everything. Like we do everything for our business. But what I've learned is that the best business owners are the ones who are able to scale by hiring other people. So a year and a half ago, um, we hired her um, part-time, like 10 to 20 hours a week. And she basically manages our CRM. So we use Tave Mm -hmm. um, and she handles all the leads. And basically when a leads comes in, I have a list of all the venues in Utah and we put them in three tiers. We put them in a low tier, um, mid tier and high tier. So a low tier are like the venues that are pretty cheap that are going to be likely um, attracting those lower budget clients. Mm-hmm. And then we have the mid tier, which are obviously mid tier. And the high end tier is like the Park City, uh, the Montage, Stein Erickson. These are the weddings that like they're spending a hundred thousand dollars likely right Right. and so what she does is if it's a low tier wedding she doesn't even ask if she doesn't even look if i'm available she automatically gives it to chase if he's available if it's a mid-tier wedding 
then she basically decides, is this a high-end couple? Um, if so, then she intros me, and then she sends my Calendly link for a, 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 a meeting. Um, and then if it's a high-end or a high-tier venue, she doesn't even look at Chase. Even if Chase is available, um, she only introduces me, not because I don't think Chase is talented, he is talented, but I know people at that level those luxury weddings are looking for next level talent and Chase is working towards that level, but he's not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so that's how she manages that. And it works super well because I just get meetings on on my uh, calendar and notifications from Calendly. And it's all because she did it. And then she sends the quotes. She creates the Vibo links. She follows up with people on payments. We have so many things automated, uh, just like you guys. Um, Rick, I remember when I looked at you guys as like uplighting, you had like so many automated emails sending to me. I'm very similar. I've got so many things automated. That's actually how I have your contact in my phone. I literally just searched for your contact and I was like, and said, Cooper Brown, uplighting inquiry. And I was like, oh, cool. You get inquired for uplighting at some point. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm on this, like, I'm, I would say I'm on a similar level to you guys when it comes to automation. Um, and Emily's been a lifesaver. Like you can hire overseas people to be your booking manager, but also you can find super talented people who are stay at home moms who would love a flexible job where they can work an hour in the morning, two hours in the afternoon and at midnight when their baby's up crying. Um, it's been really, really good for Emily and I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, delegation, uh, it's after you get a certain point, it's the only way to continue. It's the only way to grow. Yeah. You yep, can only sure. do so much. Yeah. It's but, funny. That's one of the actual things I wrote down for like, I write down like four or five things I want to do every year. Next year is the year. It, one of the items for next year is delegation, like heavy delegation. Yeah, it's to, it's a tough pill to swallow in some cases. Though. It is, especially if you think, like you said, you you know, you said Cooper, uh, you think you're a good business owner because of X Y Z, like you know, you do everything kind of thing. And I feel like I'm good because I treat emails like text messages. Like I will respond to your email in literally one single minute. You know what I mean? Like immediately. Yeah. And the only way to delegate that I require that type of response time. And that's hard. And that's tough. You know what I mean? And so I'm not willing to delegate that, but that's like the biggest job that I have is dealing with emails still. And I hate that. I hate it. Um, yeah. but, but you know, it is what it is. That's, that's on my list also, but I'm not really grinding out trying to sub that in still. So um, how busy of a DJ are you Cooper? How many events are you doing a year? Yeah. So I did 69 events this year. Cool. Um, my, my prices start at $4,000. Um, I just raised I my prices to, 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 to about <laughs> five grand. Say, say what? I said, I didn't even ask him that. He just had to flex that number. <laughs> That's no, okay. no, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just sharing. That's um, fine. Yeah. And and the reason why I share that is because two, three years ago, um, actually, honestly, a year a year and a half ago, I was charging two grand, which I think is pretty average. And I went to the DJ collective, and I was just inspired by these DJs who were charging nine, ten, eleven, twelve thousand dollars for a night, and I was like, dang, like this is insane. And so last DJ collective, I bumped my prices from like basically. $2,000, $2,500 to, to $4,000. And then after this collective, I don't feel comfortable raising it like a ton more, but I went to five grand and it's working. People are booking. Um, and Chase did about, uh, I want to say 60 weddings as well this year. So so between Damn. us, what's that? Uh, what's that math? 129. 29 weddings. Yeah. yeah. And then we also do photo booths. Um, I do a ton of lighting. So my production company, the reason why that started is because I was doing tons of motion monograms and uplighting with DJing. And then I found 
that corporations wanted to hire me for lighting, but they didn't want to hire me to DJ. And so that's when I spun off a production company that focused on what I call creative lighting. And right now we actually have a gig going on at a college um, and we're lighting up this these two big basketball courts um, and we're using 140 lights to, to light up the entire space and make it look and feel really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I was just telling Rick, I was like, my next step, once I kind of, the dust settles with all, I've got a lot of life changes happening, but um, would be to bring on someone whose full-time job was to figure out some sort of production add-ons, because, um, you know, we do a gazillion events, whatever, and but yeah. we're bare bones, you know, we can't be, we can't offer too much, because it's too difficult, you know, so that would be the next person's full-time job is to be like oh monograms i don't i mean you think of all the add-ons but shit like that um obviously that's not even on the tier of what you just said that's like a full-on production company but um that i feel like would be my next step um so that's cool and also i mean the numbers on what you just said too you know your your solo career alone it's two fifty a year, roughly. If if you said five grand, sixty nine events, mm-hmm. you know, seventy events, whatever. Um, so that's a a decent. It, that's not just like the bare minimum of six figures. That's like a good six figures, and then like you know, add on your. Uh, I'll say the bottom feeder, not literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, the on the cheaper stuff plus your production company. So you're, I mean, you're doing fucking great, you know. Um, I love that. So when I was brand new, right, I uh, the the guy I kind of mentored under. It was very like, this is how you do it. If you don't do it this way, fuck you. Fuck, basically, <laughs> fuck you. You know, you're destined to fail because everyone's yeah. full of shit. Is was his mindset and his way was to book a lot of weddings at a lower price. Blah blah blah. You know, I mean, that's kind of what we do, um, and. You know, I went that way and I've I've edited my own shit, but I'm not quite like him. I I very much enjoy seeing like your shit. Very different from Rick's. Rick is a premium price in our area though. You know, Rick plenty of income, you plenty of income based on what you just said. Unless you're fucking lying, don't fucking lie to me. But <laughs> but you you know, and then I have my own way and I I make good money and whatnot and uh it's just cool that there there's are so a, many different there's approaches. There's a million ways to cut a yeah, cookie. Exactly. A million ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so I like many that. different approaches and if you can be open minded you can learn something from everyone. That's I, the totally. cool thing. You I know? really so I, I love that you threw out the term creative lighting because I've been Literally this so this weekend we had a corporate party for about five hundred six hundred people, and um, we're like pushing into the space of like the corporate is field, and the one reason we click so well with this venue that we work with here a lot, Legacy Stables, is because, um, and they were blown away because we did projector mapped uh, snow falling down on the I, thing. I saw that, and yeah. the lighting all, and literally the 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 um the head of their corporate office uh, events and their vp walked in and we're like this is so cool we're excited to work with you because like they're they're so used to like the bare bones corporate Same companies stuff. that just yeah. throw 16 blue up lights around the room and that's it like there's no yeah. other and they don't change yeah. colors they stay the same it's i i like that term because i was telling my fiance i was like i really think our niche is in the the custom 
field to like customize the lighting that these guys are already using, but incorporating it into a theme and wrapping it around that yeah. in a way. Yeah. And, and you know, what's interesting. I see, uh, I see he's actually on right now. So the OG, the king of creative lighting when it comes to projection mapping and monograms and uplighting is Jeremy Mordorano based out of Arizona. He owns Karma Event Productions. He's mm -hmm. spoken at tons of DJ conferences. I, I um, he's actually been one of my mentors for years. Like we talk almost weekly and he's the one who's been so valuable to me in teaching me so much that I didn't have to make a ton of mistakes. Instead, he we have this trust and this camaraderie and this friendship where he literally is taking me under, under his wings uh, for the past four years. And I can call him literally whenever or text him whenever. Mm -hmm. And he gives me his opinion. He tells me how to do it, what to do, who to talk to. And so if people are trying to get into the creative lighting or AV or DJ world, find someone that you vibe really well with and like literally ask them, like, can you be a mentor for me? And that is one of the most invaluable things that I think most people don't ever think about is finding someone who's in a place that they want to be in and then creating that relationship where they can be your mentor. Mm -hmm. um, and Jeremy's been that for me for when it comes to creative lighting and it's honestly changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, we hung out early, we got lunch earlier and I was saying like, I hate starting a new business because of the learning curve, the learning curve yeah. and the mistakes you make such, and it's not even maybe not mistakes, but like doing things the hard way. I'll just call it that whatever that may be. I don't know the company. I don't know what, what that is, but like I did, I added photo booths. Well, slowly but surely i've learned better methods the whole time better ways yep. i should have spent my money i spent too much over here and i should have spent more over here etc um and if i had had someone like that i feel like 90 percent of that at least would have not happened you know because you have someone in the position you want to be in and you're like how did you you know how do you do this and and they tell you and the, and that's all there is to it um it, but i didn't fucking so do that because i'm hard-headed <laughs> so yeah so let, let me tell you guys i think i love hearing mistakes that people have made so let me oh, tell God. you one um let, let me tell you yeah one or two that happened recently so earlier this year with my production company we we're doing this really big sko sales kickoff for a really big tech company and they wanted to use their clicker for their presentations. And so we were using vMix. We had three cameras. We were tying into their PTZ cameras. We are using Dante to basically pull audio from their uh, network. And about halfway through the presentation, the person stopped using their clicker. And we were like, why, like, why are they not using the clicker to advance their slides? And the company never told us what was happening, but we could see what was happening. And then the CEO gets up to announce the employee of the month, okay, which happens to be the IT manager who mm -hmm. hired us. And he's supposed to say, and the person is, and then he's supposed to click it, and then it shows everyone. Well, he was told, we found out later, not to use the clicker because it wasn't working because Charisma had screwed it up, which is my production company. So he gets up there and then he says, uh, and our employee of the month is, and he forgets the person's name. So he's up there for five, 10 seconds. And then all of a sudden my team and I are like, what the freak's going on? So we advance the slide for him. The person's face pops up, the name pops up. It was so awkward. Afterwards, we realized that this tech company thought that my company screwed the whole presentation up. Um, and that's why the clicker wasn't working. What we learned from that, guys, is that they had uh, their clicker where we were set up. They used a 15-foot USB extender, and they put their little tiny USB clicker 
on the end of that uh, extender and they basically propped it up on the edge of the stage it fell off uh-huh. during the event yep. like like not not the usb but the cord just like yeah, whoop, yeah, popped, yeah. popped on the ground guys we lost a huge contract because they thought that was our fault when in reality it was their stupid little clicker um and so Talking about making mistakes, Eric. Something I learned from that huge mistake—it cost that cost me a lot of money. I did not—I did not get yeah. that contract. Um, is we now use what are called Perfect Q clickers, which are literally seven hundred dollar clickers, and and that's what's used in the huge conferences. And we now only use that because I learned from this mistake to never trust a fifty dollar clicker. Right. Uh, yeah. That and what, sucked. That what's experience. Six hundred fifty dollars. Like the difference between fifty and seven hundred is is a client. For life, you know, in that scenario, a, you know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like a, a freaking, uh, what would you say, a five figure client, I would imagine, easily. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was Rick, it was, and and a stupid clicker, guys. So I, I, I learned from that lesson um, learned, and yeah. always collect everyone's address so you know where they fucking live. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. if you're ever, <laughs> what, what you kinda, who's talking shit. You know, it's funny because literally. A lot of mistakes are not buying the best or the thing that you should be buying. And you, yes, a lot of times you know it, but you're like, we're getting by, we're fine. And I, I've learned that a few times uh, with the, the the stupid Christmas light business that we started. We, we were like, you know, roofs aren't that steep. You don't, and we see all these like tools and shit that you can buy. They're like thousands of dollars to like make yeah. it easy to walk up and down roofs and shit. We go to the first house, don't have any of them. <laughs> it took us like fucking four hours to do what should have been an hour because we did, we had to literally position the ladder every single spot on the damn roof. Oh, no. Instantly went and bought a few things, not a lot, just a few things here and there. Because we fought the first time, just buy a harness. A harness is all you need. No, no, you don't. You need more than a harness. And then we got a few tools, and then we used those few tools, and we're like, we really need these other tools. And it, just like we ended up having to buy it all. And if we just bought it up front, we would have saved a shitload of time. Yeah, it looked a lot more professional when we did it. Um, yep. I had one with. Um, I tried using wireless HDMI for a while. Ooh. Yeah. And that works when you're not involving audio. <laughs> if you're just well, shooting be- like monograms to a couple TVs and it's like by your setup, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, we had a corporate client and um, we tried to use it and it worked, but there was an audio delay out the ass. So mm-hmm. we set the delay for it. And then when people came in, this was the longest we'd ever pushed it. We were like 50, 60 feet from the setup. TV started cutting in and out. Ended up having to, bodies. Ended up literally, I sent people to Walmart, buy the longest HDMI cords you can get. <laughs> and we ran HDMI cords and managed yep. to pull it off. But I've been, there, uh, I've been there. Fiber optic HDMI cords are your friends. Or, oh, um, dude. or STI, are. or STI, the new thing that I've learned about. Yeah, STI, HDMI to STI, black magic converters, and you can you run those or STIs. Cat, for, or Cat for 6 or whatever cat you want. Cat 6, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know fucking shit about what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't know shit. I'm like sitting here just like looking at Rick. Like, this yeah. is corporate production, <laughs> S- like <laughs> 101 production. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, let, let me... Um, when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm always just curious like what people are using. So let me just kind of share what I'm using. Please do. Um, 
So I'm on a DDJ SX3 uh, Pioneer, which is like, a, which was a staple like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SRT 1000 took over. I finally got an SRT 1000 like two months ago. It's sitting right here in the corner of my bedroom. I've just been too busy to, to put it in my booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Max Design booth, the uh, Infinity console. The large um, one? Is it the XL? No, the, 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 the large. I, I, yeah. I fit everything, guys, in my 2002 Toyota Highlander. I am, when it comes to DJing, I honestly keep things simple. Um, I've got up lights from both lighting. Um, in fact, here they are right here, lighting me up. Boom, right here. Ooh. Um, oh, you got the big boys. Yeah, I've got a 150 of them now. So Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, because of the production company, not because of DJing. Yeah, right, um, I was, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I bring like 24 with me when I DJ, but the production company has, has all the heavy cases. Those right. flight cases suck. Yeah. Those things break your back. I put these in, in uh, light cases that you can hold like, Eight in one arm, weight yeah, in the other. Soft bags. The soft eight, bags. Yeah, eight, soft eight bags. Eight up lights in each bag, too. <laughs> well, yep, that, that's, that's, exact, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Right. Um, I DJ on an HP, but I'm moving to uh, an M1 MacBook here in the yeah. next couple of weeks. So, God, you're not yeah. even a real uh, DJ yet. It's set, it's wow. <laughs> you just, and that's why I mentioned that. I, I, love, I love that pushback. No, yeah, so no, no 13 I'm, years. I'm over here saying it's sad to see you go. I'm still dedicated to Windows. Oh, well, that's because Rick's also not a real DJ. That's all. It's very, yeah, it's yeah. very true. No, Rick and I are both not real DJs. Right. Um, That's exactly. correct. So, so, Rick, you've got the HP Spectre with the gold trim, right? I have like five of them so yes okay so that, that's what i dj on too i remember watching one of your youtube videos a while ago and be like oh like rick copied me that's I'm DJing great. on <laughs> a not um, a fan don't like <laughs> this one was bought in 2019 i believe i believe i'm on a 2019 right now yeah um, dude I, i've loved mine i've gotten so many compliments with a gold trim it looks so slick it's actually um, copper copper yeah yeah copper. yeah it's not good it, people forget. think it's gold. Well, it's funny because some people actually think it's a Mac. Like, it, right. it's, but those people are dumb yeah. because they would know better. Because it's like there's this <laughs> well, aura. It was more that, when <laughs> when Apple got rid of the glowing Apple logo, which they're stupid for getting rid of. it. They are. I don't but like. I'm not, people. The yes. the the line between Windows and Mac got blurred a little bit from the average consumer perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, but listen, Rick, well, congratulations on the advancement. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. The only reason why I'm going over is I love texting uh, on my computer and I love AirDrop. Those are honestly the only two reasons. Um, so, so anyways, I'm moving on. I've had the EV50s guys for four years. I've never liked them. I've never liked my EV50s. Really? Oh, you dude. Discuss hey, that with Nick Spinelli. Hey, listen, listen. They're beautiful and they're super simple, uh-huh. but I can't tell you how many weddings when I have 40 people on the dance floor. And yes, guys, my stage gaining is correct. I know how to do that. Yes, my speakers are spread out, guys, on both corners of the dance floor. And the back of the of the, the LCD screen on the back is saying limit. And I'm literally having to ride the volume to, to, to go up as high as I can and then back a little bit, right? right once I hit limit. And this doesn't happen like once a month. This happens at like more than half my weddings. Wow. And I see these guys uh, DJing you know, on, on Instagram or Facebook and they've got a huge dance floor with these EV50s. And I know for a fact that if you were to go look at the back of their speaker, it's saying limit. Right. Oh, yeah. um, it always is. It, it's saying limit. And so yeah. anyways, I got the Evox 12s, game changer. Love those babies. There Ooh. you go. There you Beautiful. go. Now you got that's, some real speakers. That's literally, got, that yeah. is so much nicer though. The, I you can't even like, yes, they're both like, what are they called? Column arrays? They're both column arrays. Column arrays yes. But yeah. the, the Evox can, can 12s just, are nothing. Can we just talk about Those how funny totally it's been? a different ball game. Can we just talk about how funny it's been in the speaker world in general? Like when did the Evolve 50s come out? Four years ago? 
Yeah, four years ago, huh? Four years ago. It was the biggest trend. Everyone got them. And like literally over the last year, it's funny how many people have gone from the the EV50s and they're all getting E-Box 12s. I do. I t- everyone E-Box is getting, 12s are coming back. <laughs> and it, it, it's not that they're coming back. It's just the prices actually came down. And it's, and it's now to a point where like the price jump from them to them isn't considerably ridiculous because the the evox 12s used to be a ridiculous price point really um, I, mean, I, 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 I feel that. like they're still that they this still me personally they still what are they are. three grand a piece 2600 each it's it's around three yeah. isn't it i think, yeah. I think it's around 2600 huh? 26 yeah exactly they used to be more like four or five um wow, it, okay. it's it's came down considerably um and like when the when they first came out price wise everyone just went straight to the evox uh eights um, yes, which are a little bit better than the Evolve 50s, just because you can get the horn up higher. But they are, still, they are, they're still like neck and neck in the same boat there. But um, I think people have just realized that they're just not as they're not what they're not designed to be DJ main speakers. Yep. Yeah. EV will never tell I, you that, but I'm pretty sure they are not designed to be. I mean, it's it's a 12 inch sub. Well. Yeah, it's, it's, I will say this is my take on them. I love EV50s in the right application. When we do like breakout rooms for AV or like we have a small event background music, EV50s exactly. all the way. Amazing. Or corp- but but when you're trying to dance with them, yeah. 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 You so, can use them for corporate side fills and stuff. They are Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um yeah, so so my set's pretty simple guys. Is I got uplights, I got monograms, a DJ booth, speakers, everything fits in my car. Um I don't I have a Steras that I just bought a couple months ago for Ooh. for production. I I never thought people would pay me more if I had a Stera tubes for DJing, and uh-huh. so I'm not going to buy something that's not going to make me more money. What do you use and for so, lighting or for your DJ setup? What do you use for lighting? Um, I use so I have an ADJ dots T bar if I'm not using uplighting, oh, okay. uh, which is like the T bar in the back of me. But yeah. I, I use all my uplights um, for most of my weddings. So and just and uh, you only use uplights for like dance floor lighting and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. I will say if the if the walls are really far from the dance floor, I will use my T-PAR system because the lights won't reflect the color onto the dance yeah. floor. Uh-huh. And so if it's too big, I'll, I'll bring both. So what? So that base rate you threw out of where you're charging, uh-huh. four, yeah. now five grand, what does that get a client? Yeah, tell us yeah. about that package. Great, great question. So they get uh, me as their DJ and their event host. Mm-hmm. I call myself an event host, um, inspired by Elegant Music Group out of... Uh, New Jersey or New York, um, they've been mentors to me as well for a while. And I just wanted to steer away from being a cheesy MC and be like, hey, I'm a professional event host who will lead and guide the evening forward in a tactful way. Is that um, so? EM, go ahead. Is that EMG? EMG, yeah. That's who they I are. I love those yeah. dudes. Dude, yeah. those dudes are baller. Like, I think they are <laughs> so smart. And we're not even homies. They have no idea who I am. I love those dudes. Okay. Yeah, they just they just speak the shit and know they're, the shit. They're, they're true players. I'll just say, you know, like in the in, in the DJ game, I, I heard... I'm Sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to talk good yeah. about them for a second. I, as soon as I actually paid attention to the shit they say because i missed them last djc um Uh i I just i missed because they were talking about vibo or something no offense to vibo but i can't remember what i was doing this year though i was like wait a second 
you you guys know what the deal. I don't know. I was just like, so I'm sitting at your fireside. So er- chat. Eric Eric peaked up as soon as he literally saw the chart where they put their revenue growth over year over year, and he literally went, <laughs> "Say what?" Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, you know, and they're marketing so, specialists and all sorts of shit. They're just the, they know what. So I know those guys really well. Um, again, mentors guys are everything, and Michael from from that team has been a mentor of mine the past year as I've built my hybrid band. So I also have a hybrid band um, that's done really really well, and he's the one who helped me and coached me into what to do and what not to do. And he's even helped me like interview like players in the sense that when people send me videos of them playing, I send them to him, and he tells me if they're a legit sax player or not. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's been awesome. Those guys are freaking amazing. They're wired differently, um, and they work nonstop and they've got more and more business ventures coming out. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but right back to your question. So, um, or maybe that was you, Eric. It, so yeah, sorry, they got me as a DJ and event host, um, two speakers, a uh, cocktail hour sound system, which is, which is a Bose speaker. I really want to get those, e- those, uh, Everse speakers. Um, and then it comes with a ceremony sound system. I have a really dope ceremony sound system, which always comes with me as well. I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically three Sennheiser G4s, two lobs, um, one handheld, uh, Behringer XR12 with an antenna combiner. I control on my iPad. That thing is freaking awesome. Do you have it Amazing. all pre-wired and all that? All stuff? pre-wired. Mm-hmm. It's small. I can literally like fit it like on my back. What do you put it in? And um, excuse me. What do you put it in? Like pre-wired into um, what? Like it, it's these... in, it's in a shallow gator case and shallow is key because I yep. wanted this thing to be small. It oh, is yeah. small and it's freaking dope. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, so that's what it comes with. Um, and then it comes with uplights. Yep. Um, so I would say a pretty standard pack package of what people get for my base rate. Um, and, um, I don't, I will say I do not lean heavily into equipment. Like people, when I'm on my sales calls, my sales calls, I think are pretty unique and we can talk about that too. Um, I don't to. talk about equipment. I don't talk about equipment guys uh-huh. yeah. until the very end. I say price. And just so you know, this price comes with ceremony sound system, cocktail, and even dance floor lighting. So other, other than those six seconds, I don't even mention equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Just a side question. What do you do when they say, well, I don't need ceremony. You say, great, then um, I won't bring that equipment. My base rate is what it is um, okay. to, reserve, to reserve me for your date. Um, and, and, and yeah, that's why I say. It just yells yeah. no discounts. That's all. No, Kind of like what we were talking about earlier. No where, discounts. Where, pe- where you, your thing says 350 value. People are like, is that a discount? No, it's not. Yeah. I, it's, just a, it's, and, just, it's a gimmick. Yeah. And Eric, anyways. I, actually, I actually will say um, what I've done the past month since DJ Collective is rather than doing $4,000 with everything, I do $4,000 for just me and my main system. And then I upcharge for cocktail. I upcharge for uplighting. And I upcharge for ceremony sound system. Yeah. And that's what gets me to my 5,000. Right. Uh, um, okay. yeah. and, and and that's what I just started doing because I still lack the confidence to just say five grand. Hey, I For, for, for me that, and pair of speakers. That, that's what I do. I have all, all of my guys. Well, they all have their base rate. I have my base rate. And that just gets you reception with audio. Yeah, and, and it'll give you a cocktail speaker. We we throw that in because it's a backup speaker, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and people love when you throw things in too. So exactly. Yeah, and so if they I'm want any saying... enhancements, that's ceremony lighting. That's where the price goes up to get me to my high dollars. Yeah, totally. And by the way, I want to give a shout to a few people who, who are up here that I know. So I got Alex uh, from California. Clive is here. We got yeah. Mojo. Yeah. We got Jeremy. Oh, Mojo's on the uh, Yeah, dude, Mojo. How dude, that legend. It? Legend from SoCal. I so said, crazy thing about Mojo, guys, is he 
lives in my home city of Simi Valley. Mm. And so I didn't catch on to that until last year. And so he and I met up uh, last Christmas. He literally lives like five minutes from where I, like my parents' home where I grew up, which was crazy because mm -hmm. that guy's a, an amazing YouTuber, we incredible DJ. We, so, had, dude, we had Mo sure. Mojo on the podcast and um, it's probably one of the most underrated podcast we've ever done god talk about a golden podcast like if anyone's listening to this podcast right now go listen to mojo's podcast because it's just full of gold like not that this one's not not that's that this not one's what not meant. but like it's yeah i got it incredible <laughs> poor, poorly worded however <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> no, right <laughs> I, 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 i'm a, i'm such a fan of mojo hopefully you're, you're still on man god i um, fucking he, love he and mojo. I, yeah he, he's on he's on he uh he and i met up at at a wedding mva last year which by the way wedding mva guys i did not I thought that was it was whack. A good show. It was, it was fucking whack, whack so, this year. So, so. I also saw Mojo, and he was so nice to me. And I was like, Mojo, I fucking love you. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, so last year, so twenty twenty one, guys, um, Mojo and I basically hung out a lot, and we were swapping ideas. And he showed me his really cool um, marketing portfolio. His uh, yeah, that he sends. Now I adopted it. Like he's he's such a stud, um, and he's he's doing amazing things. Anyways. So. Yeah. Um, um, anyways, how do you handle your consultations? About? Yeah. How does a consultation yeah, yeah, work? How yeah, does that so, process start? So before, um, great, great. So consultation. How's the process? So uh, my booking manager Emily um, will send them my Calendly, and they'll say, "Hey, please schedule a call with Cooper." They schedule a call. I've got Calendly, guys. Calendly is the best ten dollars a month. I will ask. I will cow. ask. What if they don't? Does she poke? about it yes okay yeah, exactly okay. she'll okay. say hey just a reminder um our crm just like i'm sure your crm does too like yeah, it'll, it'll remind reminder. us yeah. yeah and what's cool is uh, a big thing for anyone who's wanting to do a uh or to have a booking manager is is in your gmail or your mail you can actually create what are called tags mm -hmm. so like when inquiries come in the title of the email is always like new inquiry or whatever yeah so i create a tag that says if the title says new inquiry tag it with emily's name mm -hmm. um and we and so we have a ton of emails that if it ever comes emily's mm -hmm. name's tagged to it it yep. makes life so much easier yep. and then she will take her name off of it once she takes care of it yeah um once she responds so that's been great so um, they book a they book a call. Calendly's all automated to text them to remind them. Um, a huge thing is that I have I give them four links. Yeah, dude, I'm passionate. Eric. I love it. Um, I love it. I, I'm with you. <laughs> is is they need to watch my videos on Vimeo. They need to read my reviews. They need to check out my Instagram. Uh, or I guess that's three things. Um, my website is a fourth one, but usually they already have. They have to do those things before we get on a call. And it's like drilled into them that you have to do that. Um, How do you so when go I get, about drilling that? Like, what does that um, look like? It's it's in all the reminders. Um, and yeah, it's in, it's in all the automated email reminders. And when they schedule an appointment, uh, besides like the date and the their phone number and email, it says, will you be certain to check out Cooper's this, this, and this? And they have to click yes. And so that's like a super simple thing to do too. And that's in your Calendly meeting. Calendly, uh -huh. well, like when they're setting it, it's one of the questions. Yes, I got it. I they're they're it. they're committing to it. And then, and another question is, will the will the decision maker be on with you? So if you're not the financial decision maker, I need that person on. Um, and I've had phone calls where it was just the bride and her mom and dad are paying for it. And so I said, hey, let's reschedule and have them come on because I want them to understand the value they're getting. Because I've learned if I can make a bride or groom super excited, but they're not the ones paying, then they go to their you know dad and ask him for all this money. And then it's irrelevant. And they're like, they're like, like to play music. Right. Like that's that's how much. Um, so jumping into to the actual call, Eric. So 
when we get on the call, I'm small chatting. I'm trying to break the ice right away. Like the soonest I can break them out of their shell and make them feel totally comfortable, the better. And then right after uh, we have some small talk, I lead the conversation. So then they know I'm organized. I know what I'm doing. Because if I can't lead that phone call in a really tactful way, why in the world would I be able to manage yeah. 150 people at their wedding yeah. and lead them in a tactful way? What, what right? happens when you have that bride that flips the script on you basically because we do the same you know i'm like you lead the phone call to the salesperson yeah. like that's just all there is to it but you always get those brides that are like well wait what you're saying here's what i have to say you know what i mean yeah. and, it, and it just goes in the wrong direction you know what i mean it's like here's a list of random questions that you were about to answer if i just shut the fuck up but what happens when that happens do you do you yeah. say like shut the fuck up like what do you say like you get yeah my... not not in those words but yeah yeah <laughs> so, it, well, so, the, the polite so I, way <laughs> so i will i will say if you right after that small talk if you tell them what we're going to talk about i literally don't have that problem very often at all because uh -huh. they know cooper is leading this call yep. um and if they do start asking me questions i'll say hey samantha thank you so much we're gonna talk about that in just a minute but i want us to first understand like the framework of what we're talking about <laughs> um so so hold on for just yeah, a minute like, that's thank okay. you so much for thinking that you are better than me however <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to let you know that there's a reason I charge what I charge. So we'll get there. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm just listening. So, My mind's turning right now. So, so now, so now, Smart, let, me, let right? me push on. Let, let me push on. So now what I say, um, hey, Samantha, in this call, and Samantha's just name came to mind. Um, we are first going to talk about pricing. Um, I actually, oh, sorry, let me back up real quick. Um, the first thing I always say is I want to learn about you guys. And I also want to tell you about my background. Then we're going to jump right into pricing. I'm going to, we're going to talk numbers. If it makes sense to keep talking, which you'll decide, and you'll tell me, then we're going to talk about more about the experience. I'm going to create your wedding. Mm -hmm. We're then going to talk about my amazing music planning app. We're then going to talk about the process that I go through to create a musically enhanced experience at your wedding. Mm -hmm. um, and by the end of this call, my goal is that you are so excited and stoked um, and that all the stress just melts off of you because of everything we've talked about. Yep. Does that sound good to you, Samantha? Yeah, could work right. for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I ask them how they met, which we all do. And then I flip the script. I tell them about my journey in, in, into that. the DJ. Oh, dude, that's a, it's a great thing. Only you do that. Um, so, but you're so, five grand, so we don't do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you don't get that question so, for fifteen hundred. Fuck you. So, <laughs> so then, so then after we get to know each other, I ask this question, guys, and it's a money question. I say, hey, before we jump in, um, how much money and, and, do you have? Um, What's your budget? Exactly. No, no, guys, do not ask what your budget is because that is a lame question. Right. I literally, I, I literally yes. just had it. Guys, I, I used to ask that question, and it's oh, like three thousand. Oh, I'm twenty nine hundred. Oh, That's perfect. Um, <laughs> Weird. You know? So, 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 so before I I tell them about me, guys, let me back up a bit. I asked them this one question. I said, hey, have you been able to watch my reviews and videos and Instagram? And nine times out of 10, I say yes. And then I ask them, I say, just so I understand what you value most, what stood out to you? Mm -hmm. That's the question I ask. Right. And then they tell me what they love about it. Right. Me. It reassures their own decision and out yeah. loud in front of you. Yep. Yeah. And so they tell me what they liked about what they saw, which allows me to focus on those things throughout the rest of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So after that, we talk pricing. We say, hey, guys, um, Samantha, um, just so you know, my pricing starts at $4,000, um, typically around five grand now with everything in it. With that said, does it make sense to keep talking? And if it doesn't, it's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And then I wait. 
Right. And they say, and then eight times out of 10, they say yes. Right. The other two times they say no. I'm like, okay, no problem. Let me help refer you to another DJ. Um, what is your budget? Right. And then they tell them their budget. And then I'll, I'll refer There's so many great DJs here in Utah. I refer people yeah. all the time. And also um, uh, just yeah. a, a pro tip. If you're not getting 20 to 30% no's, your price is too low. That's just like the golden rule. If you're yes, yes. If you're getting 100 percent yeses, you're fucking up. Like you need to raise your prices because you need yep. to hear no. Um, the side caveat to that is, if the people on the consultations are screened prior, what your no yeah. your no's like, need to come after they see the price. If you already give them prices up front. You probably have a higher rate on consultation calls after that. Maybe I yes. mean I don't know, dude. I, whatever. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I I remember Joe Bond saying, "Hey, like, let me show you how I book ninety percent or like ninety six percent of people who inquire." And, I'm, and so I remember like a couple years ago, like buying his thing because you know he's awesome and sells uh-huh. everything that Joe he wants. Um, and shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and basically what he did is he sent people his pricing. So of course, when they get on the call, they already know that, that, that that's great. I don't right. do that. Um, yep. So so hats off to him and those who do that. Different ball um, game. I actually I, don't. I can't even believe he gets away with that with his price point in our area. But yeah. but you're you're not wrong. It's because he's Joe Bond. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, dude, that, that literally that every, he's literally embedded. everyone knows. He's thirty who he years is. deep in the business. You know. I mean, yeah. and whatever. Anyways. You you t- you literally ask just about anyone in Raleigh, and they know who Joe Bond is. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. which is Greensboro too. Like. Well, other, I'm saying other than DJs, like normal people. He's on a roll. Like, Back to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Rick is over here I, taking notes. I saw him. I so, so I, I, what I'm you're taking, saying is gold. So, <laughs> so guys, Clive just asked in the, in the thing if I share my pricing. Clive, I used to like a year ago, but now that I charge like well over double or like almost triple like the normal market rate, I feel like I have to make this emotional connection with people. And so... And so something that um, Krieger, if you guys know um, Krieger, he's mm-hmm. a DJ now to Florida. He's the one, dude, that, that guy's that guy's awesome, mm-hmm. awesome guy. And he's the one who a couple months ago we were on a Zoom call and I was just picking his brain, sharing ideas too. And he was like, Cooper, he's like, you don't tell him your price at the beginning of the call. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I I, I wait for 30 minutes and I drop it at yeah. the very end. Yeah. No. And so he's he's the reason. Yeah, that was wrong, Rick. I, I did that for years and it worked. Time. But now what I do as of five months ago is now we do a short little intro for five, 10 minutes max. I talk pricing up front. And what's so cool about that is the next 20 minutes, it's so chill. There's no surprises. Um, And if it doesn't work for them, then we end the call and I've got 20 minutes back in my day. Um, And so, and so, so Clive, that's why I don't give my pricing is I'm willing to give five, 10 minutes of my time on a zoom call just to have the opportunity because these people are already at a really nice venue, so I know they've got money. I do want to um, ask. So yeah, okay. I, I want to so ask. There is, like, there is a little bit of pre-screening. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 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 Well, he mentioned in the venue, that about but... right. Um, what happens when? And there's no way you haven't dealt with this. When a bride is like, Holy "What is shit. your price?" Prior to the phone call, it's like, "Well, yeah. what, what is your pricing?" Yeah. So so what I've done now, and Emily does this now, is we say uh, okay. we say exactly what it is. Um, Cooper's prices start at four thousand dollars. Um, and the reason why is because after 13 years of grinding guys and building and improving my talents and marketing, I'm finally at a place where next year I'm hoping to book 50 weddings. I don't want to do 60, whatever again, yeah, that's, that's too much, number. too much. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to book 50. I've already, I'm already at 25. I'm, I'm half a book for next year. Yep. So 
if someone asks for pricing before getting on the call, Emily will tell them. And if they if they're done and they don't want to talk to me, right. well, then if I identify I'm, as a I'm price confident. Shopper. I'm gonna, I'm confident. I'm going to book twenty five more. Like right. I'm finally at this point right. where I have so many referrals from wedding planners and vendors that like. Huh. I finally had this confidence that like, right. Huh, well, that's what it you. requires. You know, I mean, obviously let's say you get a cold, like not a cold lead, but just someone who, I don't know if you advertise on the knot and wedding wire, but like some shit like that, if they just click on, Oh, Cooper, they're probably not caring as much about the experience. You know what I mean? And yes. if they are, then okay, you got one in a million, but either way, um, it requires those planner relationships for what you're talking about you know that yeah. that type yeah. of price point people will talk you up right unless um, i'm wrong i could be wrong but that's what I, the way i feel about it you 90 yeah. you're like 90 percent. yeah there's like and, a 10 percent window for other mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then and then mike asked a question he says what marketing method is the most effective for you um uh, well i guess my answer to that would be uh <laughs> My goal is to get people stoked on this phone call. And what's cool is I know I'm effective in it because at the end of the call, I'll say, hey, how do you feel? Um, and and so many times, not every time, because not all my clients are, I, or not all people I talk to are ideal clients and I don't always rock my sales calls. Um, but majority of the time they're like, wow, like I am so excited. Mm -hmm. Like I like like I was stressed before this call thinking about the wedding, but seeing your templates and seeing how you do things, I am excited. Yeah. And so that's probably my biggest marketing strategy is I want to come off our 20, 30 minute call and I want you to have extreme amount of confidence in me and that's my goal and not only confidence i want you to realize how fun i was and how energetic i was and if you want that at your wedding you just saw it on the sales call you know so so another question i want to ask before because uh -huh. we're 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 getting close to the end and this we are is, this is great that, that that's how you know it's been a good i know i know, I, I, know. Cooper, you're killing it. I can go longer you're killing go longer maybe a couple minutes okay. but either way uh okay. so from let's say couple two thumbs up you're great you're hired, right? Uh -huh. From that point until the wedding date, what does that look like for you? Yeah, great, great question. So I only accept cash and Bitcoin and and currents, cryptocurrency. You accept Bitcoin? <laughs> totally you're right. fucking. Uh, he's, I was he's, like, you're he's, done. He's, he's fucking. Everything right I just now. said, you're fucking done. Get off of here. On. He's fucking with so, me right now. Come on. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you like that. So um, after that, I send my own quotes, whereas Emily will send Chase's quotes because Chase doesn't have access to our CRM. So I build my own quotes. Um, here's something else goal that I do. Um, and, uh, I will send videos on my phone. Like, uh, like everyone puts their phone number when they, when they, when they sent, when they, uh, when they inquire mm -hmm. and I'll say, Hey, Samantha, I just sent you the quote. Um, it was so awesome talking with you and Daniel today. I love it. If you have any questions, see ya. Boom. Mm -hmm. I send them a little video. They just got the quote an hour after the call and they got a video from their DJ to show their mom and dad or to show the person. And now there's this the connection mm -hmm. between the decision makers and me because they saw this little 20 second video. Right. And where, so where, where did you learn that? Um, or did you start doing it yourself? Because uh, I, le I learned that, that a while ago, like years ago, I saw someone doing that and on like a course sales and everything. I was like, Whatever. That'd be Fuck great them. if I had time. I want to hear that. this. I want to hear this role because I'm not even talking yeah. about just the contracting that's, process. That's, I want to yeah, know okay, about okay. the entire process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what I do. Um, I only hold the date for three days. It's a courtesy Ooh. date hold. Hey, Samantha. Like, three. um, I want you to be able to talk to your fiance. I wish you could have made the call. Um, I'm gonna give you three days. Is that enough? 
Yes, Poopa, that's enough. Um, we get automated emails that send the day of from Emily saying, hi, you know, reminder that your quote expires tonight. Um, it really does expire. And three days is more than enough, more than enough. Like I used to do two weeks and then I had a week. Three days is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, once they book, um, then uh, there are tasks created in Tave where Emily sends them a kickoff email that's written by me. Um, and then in that email, it even says, hey, if you refer a friend, I will, and they book, I'll give $250 off of your package, which no one's actually done, but I'm trying it. See, see if it works. Um, from that point on, it basically lays out my process and it tells them um, that I'm going to really start engaging with them about two months before the wedding. So take it easy. Yeah. Um, and And there's an email sent a year before, six months before, three months before, four, yeah. Basically it's a year out and then six months um, and then one email every single month starting at six months. And then at at the six week mark is when Emily will reach out and a task is created for her to do this. That way she can double check if they've already created a meeting or not. Um, And then she sends them my Calendly. Um, In that Calendly, it says the Vibo app must be completed 90% of the way before our call. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's cool about that is we'll check the day before and if they don't have it 90% completed, I will send a message, it's the same message every time, hey, I noticed that the app isn't completed yet. Um, sh- would would you like to reschedule so you have more time? Mm-hmm. And that that one question right there, people will spend an hour that night just like cranking it out. Yep. Um, so so my process, Eric, um, from that point, like it, my creative process, I'd say, really comes in when we start having that meeting. And in that meeting, I ask them questions like, um, do you are there any movies or tv programs or vi- like i don't ask video games but sometimes i'll find out video games that they love um a client that i just talked to last week they love this one video game like both the bride and groom and i told them i said how cool would it be if for cocktail hour what if i find some really classy instrumentals of the songs in that video game mm-hmm. and guys they were blown away they were like what and i was like yeah like, like it's a really popular video game i'm certain there are there are some beautiful renditions out there um and their minds are blown Mm -hmm. and so during that creative planning meeting that happens three to four weeks before um we go through the whole vibo app but but i'm also trying to share ideas with them get them excited and and my whole goal is to see how can i craft a unique experience because i don't want the music being played that night to be the same music i played the week earlier yeah Mm -hmm. um so uh, so automated emails in a nutshell, uh, whatever the time frame you said, mm-hmm. you have a planning meeting. Uh, how how far out do you think that one was that you just explained? Three to four. Uh, three to four three, weeks. Three to Yeah, um, and we, we don't we don't do it standard. before that because I forget. Like I, I tell them, hey, I want to be fresh in my hand or, well, or fresh in right. my head. Well, three to four weeks, I feel like, is actually kind of far from the date, in my opinion. I, I, no. I totally, I, I totally agree. Because I, you have a month. Well, if you're doing fifty a year, that's one a week, roughly. We'll just call it one a week, right? Yeah. Uh, you have three weddings until the wedding you just did the planning meeting for. As long for. as he can balance that in his head, he's good. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So, Everyone's so different. anyways, so you have a planning meeting about a month prior. Do mm-hmm. you have any more meetings with that those that couple? Honestly, I've wanted to. I've wanted to. Um, oh, by the way, I have check-ins. Um, I don't have any more meetings. I want to, but I, I don't have the time right now, and I'm trying to free up more time so I can. Because if I'm charging these premium rates, I feel like I've got to just be really hands-on. But Re- my questions, by tells, the way, are because you're charging such a premium rate. Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm yeah, curious. Yeah. He's trying to yeah. see the differences. Totally, totally. Um, so yeah, I see what you're saying. 
So I want to, but I don't. Um, an email goes out five days before the automated as well. It looks like it's not automated though. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, it reminds them their, their, their Vibo <laughs> app is, is about to close. So please like, you know, check for any other things you want to change. And then, and then this has been a really gold email for me that I think everyone should do. Um, the day before the wedding at 9.34 a.m., I have an email. It's one sentence. 9.34. And it says, it says, hey, Samantha and, and David, I'm super stoked for tomorrow. See you soon. Yep. And that one email, guys, has been amazing because I've seen couples who will text me before I did this. I've seen couples who will text me in the morning of say, hey, Cooper, like, we'll see you today. And I know that they're texting me because they haven't heard from me in a week. Yep. And I just want to make sure. So having that one email the day before, guys, has Shuts been... those motherfuckers up. Hell yes. yes. <laughs> it, it, it makes them way more confident. Yep. Um, so, so anyways... Eric, I think I think the biggest uh, difference of, of why I think what I'm charging is totally worth what I'm doing is because when the day of comes, I'm doing so much more than just playing music. Mm-hmm. And the wedding planners see that. Uh, the bride and groom totally see that. Um, I do some really cool surprises at weddings, some really cool, um, unique things. And, and honestly, I know I've done a good job. I know I've done a really good job really creating an awesome atmosphere when I do the grand entrance and people will like chant my name, DJ Cooper, like from across the corner. And I'm like, mm. wow, like this is cool because they've already seen the cool ambiance that I've created and the emceeing that I've done and and the way that I've led the ceremony and I've already gained people's trust. And so it's kind of hard to to describe, but like that's the type of level of wedding I'm trying to create and I do create. Oh, I love the ending. I do Honestly, create. so I will like uh from a bottom feeders aspect no because i mean we're not literally that's a joke but there actually aren't that many differences i mean there are so there actually there are differences in your personal touches like i mean you are meeting with the clients that's not what we do but as for like how much time is invested it's actually not all that different which is awesome Mm -hmm. from you pulling those numbers i mean let's all right you 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 throw the fucking noise in there so but the thing is cooper let's say it goes from 1500 to five grand let's say two grand to five grand so two point two point five so you're trying to say five times but do you think that cooper invests 2.5 times the time frame yes no or no, hold on, hold on. fuck no hold on hold on, hold on. I no agree compared to compare i'm saying compared to your guys yes we make okay. a thirty-minute phone call. Yes, that's all he does. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. I, he's got I, the I initial. Will, I, he's got a million initial. Uh, the initial conversation. Yes. So, so I've got I've got an hour to an hour and a half phone call that I do with them um, a month before, and then I would say a cookie cutter wedding where they really don't have very many requests. It takes me probably three hours to prepare all the music. Mm-hmm. If they're pretty detailed, it probably takes me anywhere from five. Yep. to seven hours see, why does it see, take which, you that long see i'm um, telling you because because i'm going through and i'm finding the best remix um of that chili pepper song or sorry the uh, <laughs> um red hot chili peppers yeah i'm trying to find that best uh remix a redrum because they love it and that song is not danceable so i'm like looking at all my like you know all my dj pool trying to find things I'm telling so. you. He's and, then, to- and then and then, and then you think about it, a wedding I did three weeks ago, this was a unique bride, guys. She had three dress changes. She walked out uh, with, to her ceremony from a song from The Mandalorian. Hey, okay. we've done those. Yes. Okay. So, so basically, that one um, was such a unique wedding because all the background music for cocktail and dinner was all the super cool um, 
Disney music that I found on Spotify. I curated that like by hand, like every song, or not every song. Yeah, mostly I, I would copy a few songs um, and then get this guys. I was at the venue and they were about to bring out all the plates of food. And I had this idea that I saw Randy Bartlett do four years ago on a DVD I bought of his. I thought he re and, retired way before that. Yeah. Well, he still saw his DVD. Okay. So this is what I did, guys. And I can't tell you how many compliments I got from this. Um, I said, ladies and gentlemen, our, uh, and by the way, I got the catering staff all lined up. I talked to the head banquet manager. She was on board. She loved the idea. They were ready in the hallway. I could Pretty, see them. I, I, like, and, I think I did and, this at a wedding too. And I, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're super excited to be celebrating uh, with Samantha uh, and Daniel tonight. Um, or yes, yeah, Samantha and Daniel. Um, tonight, we hope you can be our guest. Yep. And I, the second I said that, you play I played the Disney song. Right. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put I, our service I to the test. Just, I just did guys. this at a wedding. The, the exact servers same thing. came out right when I did that, Rick, yep. and you've seen this reaction. Yep. The whole room gave a round of applause. I didn't get that. How cool that was. Yes. A round of applause, okay? <laughs> um, and they came out. It was so dope. Um, about 20 minutes later, I went in to check in with the bride and groom because about three or four times throughout the wedding, I check in and say, hey, is there anything I can do for you? Mm -hmm. um, and the groom was like, Cooper, did we tell you to do that? And I'm like, no. And the bride was like, that was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. And so you talk about charging what I'm charging. Yep. There are things like that that I'm trying to do so that people have this wow moment. And I will like, say, see the thing. difference. Yeah, yeah. Is, I will say, I wasn't trying to hate no, 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 when no, I said I, that. I, I, I was that. actually trying Prepare, to give you yeah. props by yeah, yeah. being able to charge X dollars and and still have less footwork involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was not trying to hate in he, any capacity. What, what I was more or less saying is he definitely has a crap load more time invested into each client in comparison to what we would be doing. For sure. And he should. Um, I mean, for that and, price point, you fucking should. And, and I, that's just, definitely, yeah. you know, I mean, you should have it's the gear that he does. See, the be your guest was your idea for that one. For mine, it was the bride's idea. And literally, she got up and like danced around the room to it. Dude, that's it was cool. hilarious. That's cool. But it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was I, awesome. I, I wish I would have been more prepared for that one. It was the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, guys, here's the story. Okay, it was the day after Thanksgiving, and I had that idea about 20 minutes before the catering staff came out. Oh if my you guys want to talk, if you guys want to talk about, yeah, so that was like on the fly idea. Um, There's no way you had that song on your decks. I totally did. Uh -huh. Yeah, totally. You oh, had it in totally. your computer. You had it in your computer. He's a he's a fucking Disney guy. You can tell. Just okay. look at him. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, listen, okay. I didn't I have got, that I shit. Got, I've got 13 years, guys. When I started my music library, just like all of us back in the day, like you know, back in two, late 2000s. Oh, you had the rip version, is what you're saying. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend who had every single song you could think of, and he gave me this hard drive of like I actually, 7, songs. I haven't even been DJing for 13 years myself. Yeah. Okay. So you're so, you're you're, you're, you're teen. Uh, yeah yeah teen. Yeah. Yeah, Rick knows. So, I'm at team. so anyways, guys, here, here's a crazy story that some of you can relate to. So I was in Boise for Thanksgiving, which is where my family or my wife's family is from. Um, and the wedding was in Park City, which is right, which is about an hour, yeah, hour from where I live. So I drove home uh, on Black Friday morning, um, super early in the morning, just in case I got a flat tire or whatever. I have, I have a couple hours to, to fix things. And I'm at home, I got about an hour and a half to chill. And I, I opened my DJ laptop that I had brought with me to, to Boise um, to just do some last minute music prep. My laptop's not in my backpack. <laughs> my DJ laptop is in Boise at my in-law's house. And the wedding starts in three and a half hours and Boise's six hours away. Ooh. Thank God for Vibo. 
Thank God for I, I, cell phones. Guys, <laughs> I had a panic. I did. I, I panicked. Um, and then I've, I've, uh, if you guys, do you guys know who Daniel Linares is? Daniel yeah, Linares. I do. Okay. Absolutely. So, so he's a, he's a great DJ out of like New York. He was actually my business coach for most of this year. And he, and he, he helped me learn like how to calm down in like really, really crazy situations. So I used his tools. I calmed down and I said, okay, what resources can I use? Can I call their DJs? How can I do this? Um, and I have my MacBook that I've had for six months now, but I don't DJ on it at all. Um, my PC is in there. Thank goodness I had my backup hard drive and my desk here here at home. And so I basically transferred all my music over to uh, my MacBook. I downloaded Serato. I had all 18,000 of my songs, but no playlist because it can't transfer from PC to, to, to Mac very well all. So I also downloaded BeatSource, Beatport, which by the way, was garbage. It, like most of the songs I searched for, it didn't even have. And oh. so that was that was a good test. I'm not gonna get that. Well, that's, um, that's so anyways, I go to this wedding, person. guys. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. whatever. I go to this wedding and I have all my music. I'm on a MacBook that I've never DJed on. It worked flawlessly. The only challenge was I live in my crates because my crates I've spent yep. so much time right. working on. And so for the first time for three hours, I had a DJ with no playlist and it worked, it worked. So that was, that was a very scary, very scary experience. Been there. Yeah, dude. The amount of, the amount of times it was all in those early years, you know, like when you didn't know about like packing up your hard drive and don't store all your music on an external hard drive because you'll run into issues where the, the crates aren't linking up and the files are lost and the connections are fucked up. Yeah. Dude, so I learned, and the reason why that happened was because the night before I was downloading music onto my phone so I could listen to a bunch of new mixes on my six-hour drive, and I forgot at 10 p.m. that night to put my laptop back on my backpack. That, that That's what happened, so, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. So, you, it, yeah. I've had DJs for, I don't remember exactly what happened, but not have a laptop at the gig, right? And it's showtime. They wound up DJing off of... I don't even fucking know. Maybe uh, Serato Pyro. It's an app. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, I have that. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think that it's no longer a thing. But either way, it was that yeah. or just maybe even Spotify. Just direct volume fade through the app and pull the five-star review. Like, I know yeah. it's not ideal, but... but you, you can if you're resourceful and, and, and you know you can it do it. It is what it is. Like, what are you going to... I mean, it's better than fucking being like, sorry... I can't do my best, so I'm not going to do anything at all. Like, what yeah. the fuck? You know? Yeah. Um, it's true. Um, something else. Want. And Rick, shut me off. I need to shut up. But uh, one thing that's helped me re a lot, guys, and this is totally, totally different topic, yeah. um, but similar, is because I have so much going on running two businesses. I've got two daughters. Um, I try to be a, a great husband. I've got so much going on. Um, that something that my coach uh, taught me was this website um, called focusmate.io. Okay. And this is a, this is a, this has helped me double my efficiency mm -hmm. and it cost a whopping $5 a month. Okay. So what it is, is you sign up on their calendar, uh, for a 50 minute time slot that you want to focus on. It matches you with someone in the world who also wants to focus during that same time. And then through their platform, you hop on at that time. Um, and for the first 60 seconds, you introduce yourself to the random person from Australia who you're now on with, which yeah. that happened today. Um, and then I tell them my focus. 
hey, I want to get these three things done. I want to get these two contracts sent. And then I also want to create this marketing material. And then the person on the other side says, Cooper, that's awesome. My focus is to grade a bunch of math papers because I'm a teacher. Um, and then we mute ourselves. There's a timer that counts down for when our session ends and we just go hard. And the the psychology of having someone on the other end who's also working along with you and you can see them. And then knowing that when that timer goes to zero, you have to unmute and tell them how you did. Hey, um, I got through the first two things. I'm halfway through the third thing. Um, I did get a little bit distracted, um, but you know, I got, I got off after a minute. Um, how did you do? And then you ask them. And guys, I can't tell you how much more effective I've been because I have these people helping me to be focused. And it's called FocusMate.io. It's changed the game Focus. for me. Best $5 ever. You said it too fast. FocusMate. Sorry. FocusMate.io. Yeah, yeah, actually, FocusMate.com. Okay. Not .io. Yeah, yeah. FocusMate.io. You're thinking about Vibo. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'll I'll do I'll do music planning sessions where like I'll get on and I'll say, Hey, I'm trying to plan the music for a wedding I'm DJing this weekend. Um, and my goal is to get through like dinner and dancing. Um, and what what what's awesome about that is if I get on Instagram or YouTube or something, I just know I have to be accountable and so it helps bring me back. And it's made me so much more efficient. Huh. Yeah. Well, that was a very unexpected route. You just took that conversation. How? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? One meeting? You said one meeting a day. Um, I probably I, I sometimes do one a week. I sometimes do ten a week. It just depends. Do you on have the a limit? Week. No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, you don't have a limit. No, no. For five bucks, you you can do a free one where you get three free a week, which I did for like a week, and then I saw how much more effective I was, and oh, I was like, five dang. Bucks I was like five bucks unlimited. And I was like, I've gotten you so much set more your done. Fucking day. That it's like. Every day you just do I, one, two. Like, like I feel like I can confidently say I'm one of the most efficient DJ business owners um, because I have this tool and other tools to help me just crank through things. I literally so. just said it, but I already forgot it because I'm fucking... Focusmate.com. Focusmate. Focus, F-O-C-U-S-M-A-T-E.com. All right. I'm putting it down. I, I have another... Uh, random but uh it's called blinkist right and it's self-help audiobooks but okay. uh, built down it, it takes like a six hour 12 hour book builds it down to 20 minutes it just, i've heard about that dude, i've heard about I'm that i'm talking yeah. man and if you truly dig it sure buy the whole audiobook listen to the whole thing but man i'm talking this thing turned me into the just check it out. It, it's worth checking out. What, it's like 80 what's bucks it, a what's year. What's it called again? Blinkist. What's it called? Like blink your eyes, Blinkist. Blink, so blink, I-S-T. Yep. And okay, I'll put is, that in the chat so I can remember and everyone else watching yep. uh, on YouTube. 80 bucks a too. year. I'm telling you, it's a sarcastic price. It, you'll pull so much gold out Dude. of it. It's insane. They have thousands of self-help audiobooks, but it's broken down into spark notes, you know, and, yeah. and it doesn't get boring. And you truly get the gold out of every single book in 20 minutes. It's nuts. Um, See. Stuff like this, I freaking love because yes, DJing is important, but I feel like 
a big reason for my six, the six, the success that I have had mm-hmm. is because I run my business like a true business. Yeah. Like I'll- I can tell you every dollar that was spent last month, um, in what categories, um, I can tell you my close rate. Um, I can tell you how much money I've made this month, this month or whatever. And like, I feel like if you really run your business, like a true business, you will mm-hmm. be leaps and bounds above all the other DJ businesses in your area. Another thing is constantly being inspired. You know, like if you are just stoked to run a business, you're you're going to run the best business you can. You know what I mean? And if because if you're fucking spinning your wheels and you're like, oh, but you know what I mean? Then you're it's just not the same, you know, but if you're stoked, you're going to be like, oh, what can I do to better myself? What can I do to better this? And if constantly and if you struggle with that, get a coach, get a coach. Yes, Yes. dude, guys, getting a coach is great. I've seen. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen lots of DJs who love the actual DJing and aren't the business people. I'm the total that. opposite. That's I'm like, actually yeah. the complete well, this... opposite of that. I hate. So I don't hate DJing, but I don't really care. It's like whatever I'm, to yeah. me. But I love the business. Aspect. I feel. I feel like there's way more DJs that love DJing than love business. Yeah, I. I would say I feel like yeah I feel like all three of us are in very similar realms of like we love the business aspect just as much I feel like oh, is, yeah. is that a correct statement for you guys? First. Yeah. So I, yes. like I still I, I, I still love the love, business. I of still love getting in front of the decks and like making people's day and that shit. Um, but on the back end, I love the fucking grind of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And growing mm-hmm. a business and new ventures and all that fun shit that comes right. with it. And creating cool stuff. cars and shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah so, <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> guys, one of my favorite things doing is actually I love sales calls. Like I I love having this what can be an awkward conversation and turning it into this experience that people are just like floored by I because it was so amazing. Man. And I get off a call and I'll like walk downstairs to my wife and I'll be like, man, I I freaking crushed that call. Like, like they don't have the budget for me, but I, I think they're gonna make the budget mm-hmm. um, because it went that well. Like, I I love the sales aspect. I guess I do it's, that it's too, me. but like, I still don't. I, I, hey, to each too, their own, man. But I look, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad my, you're stoked on your. My business. biggest high is when I do that, like QuickBooks monthly report, and I'm going through and like finishing out the monthly. I'm like, like, yes, money. <laughs> <laughs> dollars were spent here and here and there and we need to go less here more here more i, I don't know I, i'm a big numbers person so i love my quickbooks well that's, that's exciting cool. i'm glad you have brought so many gold nuggets uh like rick said earlier oh go watch the mojo listen to this podcast fuck this is dope listen this, this is one. great no, no this is great i mean listen obviously this Mojo's all the way good through too. yes yes complete was, this one and then I'm more. I'm listen more, to the rest of our podcast. I'm more All creating the list right now of the most. When I say underrated, I mean like the underviewed. Like yeah, when yeah. you look at the podcast Cooper, list, this has been and total like gold. I get it. I get it. This has been fucking great. This one. This has honestly been super great. I took a note. I saw Rick taking notes. I Hopefully, have notes. our listeners, uh, whoever they maybe have been taking notes, this has been a fantastic podcast it, full of golden information to bringing wherever you stand like i said i charge a billionth of what cooper charges i've learned a lot uh people who are charging what cooper does i'm sure have learned a lot as well you know what i mean this and, is great and this is no knock to any other person on the podcast but like there's so many podcasts where we're on and like i'm like Oh, we're only 30 minutes through. This one I'm on, and we're like, we're 50 minutes already through this thing? I know. We're Holy 20 minutes shit. over. We're 20 minutes yeah. over right now, and I could keep going, but I'm not going to. I actually really am hungry, so I'm going to Yeah, do he that. didn't eat yet, so. 
Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. Cooper, any last words? Um, you guys where, are awesome. Where can I'm people not, follow you? Where can people uh, find can, you? You can follow me on MySpace. Um, at, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you Shut up. On, you can follow me on Instagram. Because I had the background on MySpace back in the day that had like the following $100 bills because I thought it was so cool. I'm um, just like skinny I mean, tall white kid. Very cool. You're not Anyways, wrong. So you, you can follow me on Instagram at DJ Cooper Brown. That's C-O-O-P-E-R, Cooper Brown. Um, that's the best place. I'm happy to chat with anyone too. I, I love talking about things like this. So if anyone ever wants to chat, uh, just reach out and I'd be happy to, to connect. Yeah. And how many mother, how many more other topics do you have on that list that we can talk about next? Time? Um, dude, you, we... fucking, <laughs> you fucking asshole. I literally brought that up again. I, I've got a lot. So, so, uh, bring me on next time when you guys uh, have someone no showing. All right. Cooper Sounds definitely good. is on the roster for another podcast. Absolutely. Um, I hope cool. you guys enjoyed this as always follow Cooper on all of his sources. Um, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment down below, like us. If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you are following us on our Spotify channel and make sure you go to the YouTube channel so that way you can view our beautiful faces as well and see Eric's awesome designer glasses that he just purchased. Designer Burberry, as a matter <laughs> of fact. So he had to know. drop the name. But anyways, um, it was a fun time as always, Cooper, and um, I hope everyone got some amazing nuggets. I definitely took down some awesome notes. So anyways, guys, see you guys on the next one. We're taking a two-week break for Christmas and New Year's, and we'll be back the second Tuesday after after uh, after uh, New Year's. We're, we're taking next week off. Of we're course, we're taking the third off as well. Um, we'll be back it's on the tenth right. with uh, Kristen Wilson. So, see you guys, awesome. Kristen Wilson. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, see, see. We take turns getting guests, and like we don't know who's getting the next one. That's so. fantastic. Anyways, gotcha. see you guys back on the tenth <laughs> right. for the next podcast. Anyways, thank you guys for watching, and see you on the next one. Peace.